Hey guys, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Hashtag Limitless Podcast. My name is Tesla Case, and I have a message for you guys today. So normally, I will plan out everything I want to say. I'll write it down. I have this giant like planner pad I had gotten a couple months ago. However, today I woke up, and it just, a new message was on my heart. I wanted to share it with you guys. So Today's message is about what do you do when you're being called to do something? Do you ignore it and kind of see how things progress? Have you guys ever been in a situation where you felt as if you were being called to do something, you weren't sure what was going on, but you were going to follow it? Well, I want to tell you guys what happened when I tried to ignore the calling and then what happened when I decided to follow it. So... If you guys can bear with me, I'm going to try to make this as quick and painless as possible. However, I'm probably going to get distracted along the way and go off on a side tangent. I can't make any guarantees. So a couple months ago, um, I had started having instances in my life where, you know, it was almost these little God winks of things that I needed to do. And I kept seeing them. It's almost like in a movie where you know, someone keeps getting these signs to do these things and they ignore it. And then, you know, crazy things happen. Maybe their day was just a train wreck. And by the end of the day, they're still being led to go in this certain direction. Well, that's how I felt with my sobriety. I had, had there were people placed in my life. Um, and I didn't exactly know at that point what they were placed in my life to do. But now I realize that those people were placed in my life to help guide me to a point where I realized that sobriety was where I needed to be. So um, August 6th, I decided to stop drinking and become sober. Um, after that, everything just started happening for me. And I, was, I wasn't sure why, but I was going to follow it because I had spent months, time in you know doctor's offices because I had some health issues and I didn't know what was going on, and it was contributed from my drinking. I didn't know it then, but that's what I had found out later. So by the time I had gotten to a point in my life where I realized I was being called to be sober, um, I just went with it. I decided I was done fighting it. I wasn't going to you know, go against the grain anymore. I was going to follow God. I was going to let him take control. Which, by the way, it sounds a lot easier than it is. Giving up control to God is not an easy feat by any means. So if you've done that or you are currently doing that, I am proud of you. But I had decided to finally let him take the wheel. I was going to follow his lead. And these are some of the things that have come from that. So I have um, started attending RCIA classes um, to become Catholic. And as I have given more of my time and energy to my faith, my life has become so much more peaceful. Now, granted, I'm only like 105, 106 days sober. I'll have to check my app. It keeps track for me. But I'm telling you, if you could change your life in 100 days, do it. Like I said, August 6th was my sober date. Never in a million years did I think I would be at a point in my life today where where I am now, but I, if I wouldn't have given up control to God, I wouldn't be here. So what I want to tell you guys is from, 
following and st- stopped fighting it, when I stopped drinking, I found it was easier to actually go to mass, to actually let God in my life. Um, I had been praying at that time to become closer to God, and that's when he kept reminding me that if I would stop drinking, that it could happen. So I stopped drinking. Then um, he was pretty clear about the fact that I needed to stop working full-time, so I stopped working full-time. Like I said, it was scary, but I was like, you know what, God, you're in control. I'm going to listen to you on this. So I followed his lead. Um, next thing he started doing was removing people from my life that weren't going to benefit me in the long run. Now you may be thinking, how do I know who's wrong in my life? You know, is it scary? Is there going to be con, you know, confrontation? I do not like confrontation, but I will tell you what the people that did not need to be in my life, they exited swiftly, painlessly. Um, I can't tell you how many people stopped wanting to hang out with me or speak to me when I told them I was, number one, sober, number two, letting God take control, and number three, I was going to be focusing all of my energy and efforts on being a good wife, mother, and Christian. So if you are making changes in your life to become closer to God and he decides to remove people from your life, let them leave. I cannot stress that enough. Do not fight it. Let them leave. Because without those people leaving, the right people can't come into your life. So after that started happening, I started having more people that maybe I hadn't talked to in years. Maybe I haven't seen them since high school. Start telling me that based on how I was living, they decided to make a change as well. And that they're happier and full of more joy than they have been. There is nothing that makes me feel better in this world than knowing that I have helped at least one person to find God. If I can share my story and help one person, that made all the difference in the world. It truly did. But now, after all of these things are happening, like I I was around 40 days sober when I had spoken to Deacon Tom Scarlett, um, who was in charge of our RCIA classes, And we had talked, you know, about starting some sort of AA support group ministry for the county. Now, remember, that was around 40 days sober, between 30 and 40 days sober. I am around 105, 106 days sober, and I'm finally ready to tell you guys that after ignoring some of the God winks that kept happening, some of the you know, putting things off to the side because they just didn't seem to take priority. There will be divine prioritization, my friend. I will tell you that. We had talked the other day. We had a meeting at the church, um, and we've decided it's finally time to get that AA support group ministry up and running for our county. I cannot tell you how good it feels to know that we are going to be able to support people within our county that want sobriety, but can't give up control just yet, and they need the support. I want to let you guys in on a little secret, too. A lot of times when you start a journey, you may be starting it alone, or at least you'll feel like that. When I decided to stop drinking, well, I guess when when I decided to let God finally tell me that it was time to stop drinking, I can't tell you how many of you know people that I thought were my close friends no longer supported that, or they joked about it. Um, even family members 
will sit there and, you know, make mockful jokes, whatever. Guess what? They are not going to always support you, and that's fine. You can love someone and not listen to their opinions. You can love them from afar. And that's what I've been doing. Honestly, the only people that I am allowing to actually be involved in my decisions in my life are those that are positively impacting my life. My husband, for instance, the other day we um, we had gone to Michigan for a wedding, and this is the first time he had publicly spoken about my sobriety. I kind of thought that it was something that he just kind of ignored, um, but we had gone to a little pub with some friends from the wedding um, afterwards, and someone had asked me what I was drinking, and I said, well, I'm drinking you know, a virgin mule. It was just some non-alcoholic ginger beer, um, which is like a kind of a, if you've never had it, it tastes like a spicy ginger ale almost. Um, so when it asked me and my and I said, well, I'm, I'm not drinking, you know, um, and a couple more questions came up and he just said, yeah, no, she's she's not drinking on purpose. Like she's involved in AA and ministries. You know, this is her decision. And he hadn't up until this point, he hadn't you know publicly spoken to anybody about it. It was always me explaining myself. Um, I think he, I think he knew that, you know, at some points it's, it's not that I don't wish to share my story. It's that it almost feels uncomfortable to the conversation to constantly be bringing up why I don't drink. And, you know, I don't care to share my story. I'd be more than happy to share my story with anybody that would listen if I think it could benefit them. Um, but it was really nice to have him kind of step up and say something for me. And if you feel as if you don't have someone in your life that um, is either, you know, a phone call, a text message, or, you know, within your household away, um, to be able to sit with, talk to about it. If you don't think you have that support, I'll be that support for you. And I mean that absolutely sincerely. Whether your addiction is alcohol, um, maybe it's drugs, Maybe you were, um, you know, being treated for chronic pain management and you also suffered from addiction after that because that's not uncommon whatsoever. Maybe you're addicted to gambling. Maybe it's shopping. Maybe you're addicted to something that I haven't, men I haven't mentioned. But that doesn't mean that you can't receive support from someone who hasn't gone through that addiction. If you need someone to talk to, if you feel as if you don't have support within your family and friend group, God will place it in someone else's heart to be there for you during that time. If people start showing up in your life that you never imagined would be either A, in your life to begin with or back in your life, even if you don't have a close relationship with them, if they were being placed in your life to help you, to support you, maybe to even sponsor you, God placed them there for a reason. And I need you to understand that it's okay, number one, to admit that you need help. It may be harder to accept the help. But if you can admit that you need the help, please accept the help. Now, guys, I know that I told you I was going to do my best to not get off on these tangents, so I really am trying but I want you to know that with this AA support group that's starting up in Lawrence County, my goal is December 14th. I'm still waiting for sure on the exact 
at location. I'm just waiting for that to be verified. However, I'm telling you right now, in my heart, I have been praying that December 14th will be the start date for that. And if you're listening to this, even if your life has not been affected by alcohol, if you know someone whose life has been affected by alcohol or another type of addiction, please invite them to come to this. I will be sharing as much information as possible as soon as I can. But I want you guys to know that there is support coming. It's, it's something that our community needs. And I didn't think I was ready. I, I spoke to Deacon Tom the other day, and when he mentioned the word ministry, I froze up and I, I was like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to. Number one, podcasting is one thing. Public speaking is another. Um, there may be 15, 20 people listening to this podcast at any given time. However, if I walked into a room and spoke to 15 to 20 people, oh, I don't know if I could do that. But when he had mentioned ministry, I started to freeze up. and I said, I don't know if I can do that. But when you're being called to do something, you're going to find the strength to do it. You're going to find that you're able to do things that you would have never thought you would be able to do. Because you're not alone at the end. You may feel like you're alone at some point, but you've always got God. And it's strange to think of, because even though you can't see him, those little, those little inner thoughts that kind of take control of your, yourself. I don't know if you guys have ever had an instance where you just have this overwhelming feeling that you need to do something. That's how this feels for me. I don't feel qualified by any means. I've not been through counseling. I've not been accredited. Um, I've never thought about ministry before. But when you're called to do something and you have this feeling and you know it can help at least one person make it one more day sober, or if you can help one person change their life, their outlook on life, it's worth it. And that's why I'm excited to tell you guys that this is coming. And I'm probably going to go live later on Facebook and Instagram and talk about it too. But I wanted to share it here first because for me, it's easiest to share on my podcast. And that's why I encourage so many people, please, if you follow me on social media, please, please, please follow my podcast because there may be things I share on here that maybe I don't share on there. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now. But guys, I... I had to hop on and I had to talk about it because it's so important for me to be able to share that if, if I can do it, so can you. If someone in my shoes can do it, then someone in your shoes can too. If we can help one person, it'll make all the difference.